0: bang boom bong (laughs) so close we have to start (laughs) no jake you
1: don't get to go i get two for everyone (laughs) so it goes a dollar for me a dollar for you two dollars for me a dollar for you three dollars for me a dollar for you i think i just did a looney tunes bit i thought that was just
0: capitalism
1: To the bad GameCast. This is Jake. I'm Jason. Oh, we're starting.
2: <laughs> I can do
1: it again if you want. Keep going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we had our cold open with uh, counts and capitalism. Well, let's go.
1: What game did we play, Jake?
2: <laughs> fucking. What's the name of this game? <clears throat> just, just try fire, fire, <laughs> Thorb chlorbits Alien Fun Times? It's close enough. <laughs> That's right. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. That sounds weird.
1: <laughs> yeah that that sounds like a uh, AI generated game title. It's 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 a co op first person tactical zombie shooter. All those words apparently go together for this game, where you just you either go it solo or go it with a fire team, and you go through like a set of levels that are procedurally generated and do objectives and shoot zombies.
2: But they're they're aliens, alien goo men. Are they? Are they not um I want to say Cenobite, but that's not the word. What do you call the venoms? Symbiotes? Symbiotes. Yeah, cuz they're all like but oh, they're less gooey. Okay.
1: You you can tell how well this game did at um conveying its <laughs> lore and story to the player in that I had no idea what the fuck I was fighting
0: technically (laughs) aliens yeah yeah you know it's aliens they live in the earth's crust hang on i gotta back this up They wouldn't be aliens then would (laughs) they well no they were hiding there (laughs) (laughs) what hold on
2: so like in the opening cutscene they burst out of the ground yeah to directly (laughs) attack america (laughs) yeah where all aliens attack that's just
0: science
2: I mean, anime would have me believe Japan, but you're not wrong. All right, hold on. Before we talk about Grandpa America and whatever the fuck is happening in this game, uh, let's see. Thorpe Cabbages fucking whatever. Released January. I said June. January 2022. Fuck me. (laughs) It's spreading. Fuck
0: you. (laughs) Keep trying. No, it's released June of 2022. We're playing
2: this future game. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't come out yet. We got uh, early access because they knew it was going to... Oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) This is a well-maintained podcast. <laughs> I've never done that before.
2: <laughs> we are falling apart at the seams here. Uh, all right. So developed by Ubisoft, published by Ubisoft, released on Ooh. goddamn <laughs> everything. <laughs> that's it. I'll just, I'll just close it, this before right. I bash the mic some more. You
0: sure that's it? I can, I can get to the story now? Uh, hold
2: on. Let me check. Mm, I don't want to do this joke anymore. Yes, please continue.
0: Great. So... <laughs> The opening cutscene. There's an old man, and he's at the Statue of Liberty. He's buying trinkets, <laughs> and then the xenophage attacks.
2: Wait, wasn't the xenophage the genetic virus against the krogans? Stop asking questions.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: okay. So anyway, yeah, these like
0: alien. Uh, tentacles burst out of the ground and start knocking shit over and eventually it drops the statue of liberty on this old dude yeah decapitates it
1: yeah the old man or <laughs> the statue of liberty
0: yes well the statue <laughs> of
2: liberty presumably the old man's just like a pile of red goo was that um torb clorbids yeah oh no he got double dab
0: and so then the uh the the world calls in Team America, World Police? Basically. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> they're this, like, I don't know, international group of fighters.
1: Yeah. Um, the uh, Rainbow Squadron had are made up of the best and the brightest from, like, countries all over the world.
0: Yeah. And they have to fight these aliens. That's it. That's the we- story.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, huh. you're not wrong. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, like, you start in New York and you fight aliens there. And then once you level up enough, you go to San Francisco. Is that where you go next? Yeah. Yes. And you fight aliens there. And then you go to Alaska and you fight aliens <laughs> there. And then you go to uh, the desert.
2: It's going to say the West?
1: Uh, I forget. New Mexico.
0: Yeah. You fight aliens there. <laughs> and at the end, you fight aliens. Because it, does, it doesn't resolve, because the game's designed to no. just go on forever.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, Jason, what's the story beat that happens that moves you from one location to another? No.
0: Like, you unlock <laughs> you unlock a new area, and, like, you get a cutscene in between areas. Like, so when you unlock, I don't remember the San Francisco one, when you unlock uh, Alaska, there's one of the Rainbow Six crew is up in Alaska, and it's him talking to the camera like, ugh. It's super cold up here, but if these aliens don't feel cold, then neither do I. And that's it. And, yep.
1: And just the... little, like, character vignettes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, story. It's just a small snippet of, like, hey, now you're in Alaska fighting things. You're like, okay. So there's no plot to speak of or real lore. Like, they couldn't bother to give it a backstory. It's just like, this is happening now. Fight, dudes.
2: Okay. <laughs> No, like at any point, do they get? Do you get more information upfront
1: about the uh, the aliens?
0: If there is, it's buried in like side menus that yeah. I didn't find.
1: Either that, or higher difficulties of gameplay, maybe. But I don't know. Who's got the time and or patience for that
2: nonsense? Not us. No. Woo! God no. <laughs> Which,
0: uh, that that really just brings us to the gameplay. You know that real driving loop of the game.
2: Wait, 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 wait! I got this. Have you played uh, Rainbow Six Siege?
1: Yes, I have. Got
2: there. <laughs> that covered Jake. The game. Have
1: you? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, okay. Jason, have you? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, As long as we know where we stand.
2: Yeah, I don't have uh, nearly the time into it that you do, Elsa.
1: That is true. I was really interested in jumping into this episode because I have over 200 hours played on Rainbow Six Siege. It's a, for those of you who don't know, a competitive five-on-five, like, offense-defense tactical shooter you have one life per round so if you get killed you're out of the round uh, you have as the defenders you like fortify a location and then as the attackers you try to like breach a location and you got like different gadgets different like breaching devices or spy tech to like scope out the area and check out all the angles set up cameras and stuff like that and it's a fun experience to play with friends uh, it's a damn shame that it's made by like the worst company right now because you know I stopped playing it a while ago, kind of because Ubisoft is Ubisoft. That's the reason I haven't gone back into it, at least. Because, uh, Jason, what were you saying before we were recording about their Christmas bonuses or something like that?
0: Oh, uh, it was like this last month or something that uh, Ubisoft employees were given a bonus uh, in the form of an NFT because Ubisoft is really hard (laughs) on pushing this NFT thing. They have, I can't remember what their whole black diamond marketplace whatever the fuck they call it
1: (laughs) yeah it's so bad
0: yeah they are tone deaf and awful
1: (laughs) yeah so that and the sexual assaults i'm not really interested in uh supporting the company even though they've made a really solid tactical shooter so let's uh i guess tear this one to pieces
2: all right so you uh you explained a bit what you do for siege so uh how is that different than what you do for extraction
1: I mean, in extraction, you're doing it co op style. So it's you and a group of up to three. In Siege, you're up to a group of five. You're doing it competitively. You're shooting each other. Um, This is more like you versus the AI. There are like training simulations that you can do in Siege where you're doing like terrorist hunt or like plant the bomb or like, you know, capture the location or uh, escort the prisoner. And a lot of those same game types were like converted into things for extraction so i don't think we completely explained how extraction works is you drop into a location you have three levels three stages to go through and each of them have an objective which is typically just like capture an enemy kill an enemy or escort a survivor to like the exit generally so it's, it's very similar to a lot of the objectives that are in Siege, but it's done in a like we're facing against AI monster zombie aliens instead of humans with guns. And uh, I guess where Rainbow Six Siege has like all the levels are very unique, like they There's like a cabin in the woods. There's like a hotel. There's a villa on the beach. They're all very unique and have their own strategic considerations. You get to know the maps really well as you play through Siege. Uh, Extraction doesn't really have that. Um, The the strategy aspect of like learning the maps and knowing the maps. It's not really a thing. It's just a bunch of real samey looking rectangular rooms. And like there's, there's a little bit of like destructive environment kind of stuff because that's one of the big appeals of Siege itself is like being able to shoot through walls or like make little kill holes by like, you know, bashing a little hole in the wall and like, you know, waiting for an attacker to come through and you can pop them through the little hole or something like that. And that's not really a main consideration when you're playing these games because you're like sweeping through rooms, clearing rooms, moving on, clearing rooms, moving on. So like the destructive environments don't play as big of a role in extraction and that i feel is like one of the founding pillars of the siege model that makes siege work as a game and so they're trying to build off of siege and then like move away from some of the things that make siege good and so we are end up with this like procedurally generated sludge
0: well i mean the areas don't like change
2: yeah it's just the Did- objectives and the uh enemy la- placement that changes.
1: Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that makes sense with, you know, now looking back on it, but the fact that, like, it didn't really occur to me until, like, you said that um, lets you know all you really need to know about the levels. They're not terribly interesting or dynamic.
0: Oh, they absolutely aren't. <laughs> no. I was curious if they were actually repeated levels from uh, actual uh, Siege or not.
1: You know, there were a few assets that I feel like I recognized from Siege that like, oh yeah, this kind of looks like the ramp from the bank level or this looks like the up top area from the submarine level. It There there was never like a full whole scale level from Siege put into extraction, if okay. that's what you're asking. But like every once in a while, I would see an idea that felt familiar and I could see that they Probably grabbed like some geometry or oh no they hundred percent the did that <laughs> yep and and stuffed it in there absolutely
2: what and waste all these perfectly good assets oh no yeah,
1: yeah so if if you didn't sorry uh, if you didn't play this game uh, on Game Pass how much do they charge for it
2: uh, forty dollars mm-hmm. okay with a straight Games. face forty dollars <laughs> <laughs> okay so this game mode was in siege as a uh, limited time hey play art special yep. was it halloween right i believe so but i don't know when uh, yeah.
1: yeah nope it was before my time so i only heard about it in passing and as a person who likes like player versus environment content i was a little bummed that i missed out and i was i was actually intrigued by the creation and launch of extraction as like a standalone title i was really skeptical it would be worth a damn but I was interested and disappointed.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, as I've said, like when it comes to shooters, I don't really play competitive shooters, but I do like uh, co-op shooters. You know, how many times I've talked about Borderlands, or you know, when uh, I've played through, you know, back in the day we played through a bunch of Left 4 Dead, and then obviously we did Back 4 Blood, kind of accidentally for the podcast. Yeah. And like, kind of that like squad-based PVE shooter. I'm into that kind of thing, and so it was like, oh, here's Rainbow Six, but not you know, the horrible toxicness of uh, having to play PVP, because you know people aren't great. Great.
2: Just leaving Destiny two out of that, are you? (laughs) That doesn't count.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so it's like you you get to skip that whole awful toxicity and actually play with your friends and towards, you know, working together. And um, so I was like, ah it's kind of interesting. And then that was the biggest complaint I had seen coming into the game was that they reuse a ton of Siege assets. Mm, okay Like there is a lot of this game that comes just like nearly whole cloth uh, that they don't really do too much and that the gameplay never evolves which um
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were saying, uh before we started recording that like after the first hour of gameplay we had effectively seen all of the game, which is not a great feeling.
0: Yeah. So the way they set it up is each location, so like in New York, in San Francisco, all these, has three different missions that you can play. And so like uh New York it's I uh, there's like a restaurant, there's like a rooftop, like a apartment and then i forget the, uh, it's like a the, police station yeah yeah and so like you play that mission and you there's there's three objectives you do an objective you move to the next area to an objective blah, blah 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 and hopefully you extract at the end and you get a bunch of experience as your characters level up because they got experience and as you do these little side missions where it's like some of them are really easy. It's literally just like kill enemies, and some of them get kind of weird and complicated. Yep. Where it's like, you know, shoot this specific enemy while they're stunned. So you have to bring something with you to stun enemies.
2: Otherwise, you will you can't get it. Or they're like pain in the mm. ass. Uh, kill this enemy x amount of times with uh, an explosive weapon, or like an explosive. Yeah. Like, but I'm trying to go stealth. I don't want to go boom. And so as Too you bad. You're right. I'm lying. I always want to go boom. Yeah. (laughs) Go loud always.
0: As you level those up, that's how you unlock the next areas, but it's not tied to anything. So you can just run the same mission
2: over and over and
0: over and over again. And in fact, if you're hunting for a specific, you know, uh, thing to like explode a certain type of enemy so many times, it's often easier just to kind of run the same thing. At which point the game gets very boring.
2: Well, yeah. uh, because you have to have, uh, what, you need to be at, like, level 7 or rank 7, which means you have to get your operators up to, uh, like, average of 7 in order to... Was that how it worked? No, it's a no. separate uh, meter. In order to move on to, like, unlock the next area. And then it's, what, like, 7, 15, whatever. I know. it's. I think that's where you get the operators at. But that means that you're running the same missions early on. And if, uh, because you have three objectives in each level... And when you complete one, you have the option to extract. I guess you could extract at any point, right? Mm-hmm. If the going gets tough, if you uh, like, you know, you're getting your shit rocked, you can always bounce.
1: Which is something that happens often. But like, or at least in the early goings.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like early on, like, man, that feels needlessly grindy to access more stuff. So you're doing the same mission missions like those first three uh, for a while, and then you you unlock some more. But by that point you've seen the entire game, you just don't know it yet.
1: Yeah, that's where the game really falls flat is that whole level progression grind because like I can understand a little bit of like leveling up your operators to like give you a little bit of sense of progression. I can understand that, but the rate at which it happens and the fact that like you don't even have half the characters unlocked when you start the game Uh, Just means like you unlock somebody and they're all the way back at level one. So you got to work from that character if you want to use them all the way from level one. And like my preferred characters are a pair of the Russian operators and they only unlock, as Jake said, like once you hit like overall level seven or something like that. And then I have to go back and do all that shit again. And as you said, tedious is the perfect word for it.
2: Oh, and another fun thing: uh, as you're playing, and your operator takes damage, when they leave, their health doesn't immediately come back. They are, if like they get dropped or their health is too low, they are, uh, what do they call it? I almost said KIA, but they're not dead. They're no. uh, they're in like a standby, and as you complete more missions with the other operators. Your You get a set amount of health back at the end for all of your characters, just not whoever was running the mission. So it forces you to upgrade all of your Pokemon and way less have a main because you need everyone to be better.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I kind of ended up liking this mechanic in this game. I first recoiled from it and thought, like, oh, God, that means, like, I have to bounce around and have to, like, try different things. But the fact that it forces you to try different things and at least keep a stable of, like, I don't know, four main operators that, you know, you can bounce between means that your gameplay becomes less samey. Yeah, at least are coming in with different gadgets and different guns. A different times so i think that was a a decent design decision to at least extend the novelty of this game in amount
0: yeah i actually uh like uh, the mechanic it it does make it if you find one that you like really vibe with it sucks but it's the people themselves I, they aren't really that different no especially once you actually unlock no. their stuff because as you level them up like they're they all have a starting gun but then as they level up you unlock more guns for them so like even people who like oh their default is a shotgun will often unlock like a rifle later on mm-hmm. and so like you can yep. kit people out so that they're not that different and you know yeah if you get into like oh i've got four people who i mostly use then it's really not a huge deal to rotate through them he,
2: he, yes, okay. so like Elsa, I agree with you to a point in that I like how it encourages variety. Like you, you really need to play more than a single operator. But I kind of wish that it was an option I could toggle mm. because some of the operators and they all have their own uh, operator power, are kind of fucking useless. So like uh, I would play a lot as uh, yeah. Virgil and like he just has a cloak. so like you shit just can't see him. Pretty useful. Uh, There's uh, the one, the doctor just drops the Doc, yeah. Uh, The one lady that can uh, revive people from wherever if you get downed. Finca. Yeah, sure. That word. And, like, they're fucking useful. And then there's the one, the one lady that uh, she can, uh, she brings up a little, like, iPad, and then you can see through walls at uh, pickups. Here's the thing. uh, All the pickups are always visible, always in the area that you're in. So, like her ability is fucking useless
1: yeah no i i don't disagree like uh the one you're talking about is iq and i was really surprised to see her um put into the game because like her functionality in siege itself is to like scope out enemy gadgets because like if the defenders throw like a camera up in a corner she can use her little detector to see like ah they've placed a camera up there and then shoot the camera and say yeah, they no longer have eyes in this area and useful tactical stuff like that the zombies aren't putting up like tripwires or shit
0: (laughs) yeah they're just zombies
1: yeah so um there are some strange inclusions uh habana is another one she has basically a breaching round launcher where she fires a bunch of like sticky explosives onto a wall and then hits a button and her sticky explosives explode and creates a little window in a breakable wall. Or you could just shoot through the wall. It's it's something that's useful against reinforced walls in Siege. It's specifically for hardened walls. The enemies don't put up hardened walls in this game. You do. So I guess you could potentially put up a hardened wall yourself, blow up a hole through it and use it as a kill slot.
2: Yeah, but if I gu- I y- guess? you reinforce wall, when you take it down, it doesn't just, like, punch a chunk out of it. It takes the whole thing down.
1: Then I got nothing. <laughs> All right. But so,
2: like, if your operator gets downed while you're on a mission, uh, they are out. They are out until you go back and rescue them. Or if you're playing with other people, if they can retrieve your body and throw you in the, uh, the extraction chute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... When I heard about this like uh the, your operators kind of have permadeath until you go get them like that's that's really kind of interesting
1: It is it absolutely is and again I was when I recoiled away from initially and then when we actually got into it and played a few rounds it's like it ratcheted up the tension it made the closest thing we had to like emergent story moments for between like our group and the game and even then like I it was basically because we, like, didn't know how to play the game in the first hour. And, like, we were running around trying to, like, save two of our buddies while one of us was still alive.
2: All right. There, there were some, like, fucking fantastic clutch-ass moments but where, like, you or Jason. Because it was, like, I was always the one that got dropped first. <laughs> would, uh, like, someone would be trying to get me. You guys would get dropped in the process, which left the last person to just, like, fucking strap the backpack on. Get both the corpses back to the extraction and go, which was fan fucking tastic. And I thought that like that would really lead to some tense moments. And when I was playing like the first time, it is tense. But if you're you lose your dude, like all you got to do is just go back and get him, and it's not that hard. It's really just more of a pain in the ass.
1: It's true, and also um, we learned that like if you have if you lost one dude and you lose another operator after that. Um, your original operator, the first one that you lost, just shows back up, I think, because you can only have one operator lost in the field at a time. Is that true?
2: I don't think that's how that's supposed to work, but it's definitely what was happening for us. Well, I wondered if that was like, if you lost him in the same stage, then it would like release the one that they had.
0: Yeah, because it it feels weird that Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, then just throw the guy you don't like at it, and if you fail, whatever. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, just one final thing from my notes is just the fact that, like, uh, I-, I touched on it before how, like, you know, we're comparing this game a little bit to Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood or whatever, and that there are no, like, real interesting set pieces in this game. So there's, you know, as I said, very little emergent narrative moments or super cool, like, story beats that happen in the gameplay. Like, you know, when you're running to the helicopter on the roof in Left 4 Dead and somebody gets picked off by, like, a flying piece of rubble from the tank and you all have to, like, go on without Jason because he got knocked off or anything like that. That rarely happened in this game, aside from those few moments of extraction. And uh, the fact that, like, the plot is basically non-existent means... uh, there's very little interesting like story or narrative to hang its hat on.
0: Yeah. And so me and Jake played a little bit, the two of us, mm-hmm. and then you joined us, Elson. and we've played three people. Did you ever get to play by yourself? I did. Yes. How did you find that?
1: I, um, it, it depended, uh, because I'm a siege fan. And like when I was playing with, one of the people who I was familiar with, like Fuse or Doc or somebody, I was having a decent time. It was sort of slow. I played it a lot slower than, like, you and I, like, as we would in a group. I would use, like, drones to scope out rooms and stuff like that. I would use some of the scouting tech and, like, slowly crawl through it. But, like, I enjoy just spending time with, like, the Rainbow Six Siege gameplay. So, like, being able to just faff around for a few hours with that kind of stuff was fine by me it it got old and like i'm not looking to do hours and hours of it by myself but like it was fine as a little couple hour time waster
2: what, what did you what did you feel jake oh uh, i found it boring and piss easy i was surprised <laughs> at uh because it was much more difficult when the three of us were playing just because yeah. there's more enemies There's there's more of a challenge Uh, like we would get like ambushed and shit. Whereas uh, Elsa, I think it's interesting that like you would play it slow because I wouldn't. But because (laughs) I didn't have to like watch anybody else's back, I could just kind of sprint and then like take out whatever was in front of me. Usually I was clearing an area as I went forward so I didn't have to worry about anything behind me the The biggest issue there was like uh, the the objectives where it's like oh uh, plant this bomb wait for it to go off make sure the enemies don't take it out or find the three objectives and then hit them in a row the stuff where you had to like search an area takes forever and like mm-hmm. there yeah. were times when the three of us would play like that shit would still take a while but it's so much worse solo yeah
1: yeah I, I definitely had moments like that too go Jason
0: I uh, I played so it was. I think you said her name was Finca. Yep. Uh, And she was the one that I used the most often. And then when I uh, played by myself, uh, I uh, basically echo Jake's sentiment here. I I think I went eight missions in a row without taking damage.
1: Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I
0: just slaughtered everything. It was a joke. And uh, it was very boring and very not fun. Because after okay. eight missions, I had only leveled up a few times, and I was like, "The idea of playing this more nauseates me."
1: <laughs> That's fair enough.
0: So yeah, their damn it, their their scalar for difficulty felt way off. Like,
1: yeah, I agree. The um, the one level where like uh, so they're basically monster generators, pods. Uh, what are they called?
0: Pods, pods. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it right in one. Um. <laughs> And there's, there's a certain mission where it just has, like, a cluster of pods, uh, different colored pods, green pods, in a room. Oh. Uh, and, yep, when there were the, the three of us, it would spawn, I want to say, five pods for every character. So it would be 15. We'd have to eliminate 15. As soon as you start shooting one, they all start generating enemies. So things can get out of hand in a hurry if you do not handle, like, at least 10 of them in the first 15 seconds or so.
0: Yeah, because the and... pods... Uh... To actually say how they work is once they're activated. So if you kill, if an enemy sees you, they'll like shout and this will activate any nearby pods and they will start to produce new enemies. And so that's exactly like all 15 will start trying to produce enemies at once. So if you only kill like five of them, all of a sudden you'll have 10 dudes and dudes hit hard. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's just spawning more dudes behind the dudes it just made.
1: So with the scaling, um, if you're only playing by yourself, you only have five pods. And for whatever reason, uh, once you get down to the final three pods, it highlights them automatically. So you just have to be, a, you. if you're playing by yourself, you only have to destroy two pods. Then the game just highlights the other three through the walls. And you just go over there and shoot them. It's, it's the same uh, highlighting sequence for three people. So you have 15 pods. But. Only when you get down to the final three are they highlighted. So it's harder. It's like, where did, where did I miss one? And you're sitting with like four left. And you're like, there's a cluster somewhere. And I don't know. And now I'm being eaten.
0: Yeah. Whereas by yourself, it's very easy because you can sneak up. Again, they don't activate until either you attack one or someone sees you. So if you can get up there by yourself, you can scout out and they'll often be pretty close to each other so you can be like okay here's two or three right next to each other stab one shoot the other two the other last remaining two immediately highlight and you just clear them and it's like cool they managed to spawn one enemy on me
2: or you can do what uh because this was giving us issues like that one objective where we were getting our shit rocked pins like ah great the fucking green pods were fucked until like we started like putting down claymores in front of them and then we're like marking them off, and then just waited, like, one, two, three, go time, and then just took them all out in, like, ten seconds. It was, like, the first time we did that, it was, like, goddamn magic. Like, what the fuck? Why was this hard? (laughs) As it turns out, explosives are your
0: friends.
1: (laughs) Oh, and the best part about this is that explosives only really unlock after a couple hours of gameplay. It's, like, locked behind level, like, eight or nine or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, if you're early on when we we're just trying to do it with the guns and getting our shit rocked, we couldn't even, like, come up with a super cool, like, teammate explosion plan until later. That feels great.
0: Uh, yeah, it's uh, the continued, just everything characters, the, like, character loadouts, the uh, grenades, as well as different drones and different uh, equipment like that are all locked behind just more progression. Hey, mm-hmm. play more, and you might finally get to have options. Ugh. Yeah. There is a ultimate, like, once you unlock all the things, there is an ultimate game mode. Uh, is the, that where you get to pick your fantasy roster of aliens? The final, the final game mode is uh, you do three missions in a row. So it's nine objectives. Okay.
2: That's it. Is there a queen at the end? No. Oh.
0: It's the same it's just three. it's just nine missions and at the end you extract like normal.
2: Did you do this, Jason? Oh no.
1: okay. so I'm kind of curious as to like does it give even any attempt at like trying to resolve the storyline or whatever the fuck is happening here?
0: as far as I'm aware, I'm guessing n- no. not really because again, it's meant to just be like you keep doing it. like that mission, you can just keep running. and each time it's a different you know, nine objectives. yeah like it it's just a, hey, look now that you're like top tier level, here's the hard mode basically. And so as you go on, you get less and less like ammo drops and stuff. So it's supposed to be, you know, quite difficult that by the time you get to like the ninth zone, there's like no health, no ammo. You just have whatever yeah. you have left. Sure. Uh, but like, you've already been playing those. Cause it's not new objectives. Yeah. It's not new areas. You've already been playing those same objectives and areas the entire game.
2: So like, You can, like, stealth kill everything. Yes. With the exception of those green pods. So, like, you don't... You can go entire three sections without expending any ammo. As long as you keep your eyes up, especially if you're by yourself, because, again, the amount of
0: enemies has dropped so low. It's super easy. Yeah. Uh, But with three people, you have to make sure you keep an eye out for enemies. But other than that, yeah, you really don't have to fire your gun all that often. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: i don't know like i don't i don't understand like why why by the time you've ground out enough to get to that point why you would still want to do it like especially because there's no like closure so like here's more of this you fucking idiot like, great <laughs> that's what i want well then there's also fucking the very mouse last on a wheel like <laughs> tier
0: uh there is an advancement that uh so around the pods there's this black goo the goo this goo slows you down. It doesn't slow down enemies. Enemies will also sometimes create patches of goo when they die. If you shoot them. Yeah. And there's a few other ways that goo can show up. The last advancement makes it so that when you, it gives you a laser sight that clears the goo when you Sorry, just what? aim your gun. You what? ADS and it just clears goo. Okay. What does
1: this take the place of?
0: I don't know exactly. I know it's just the last thing you unlock. Hmm. Okay. And I don't know if it replaces anything. I think it might literally just... Uh, it might replace your scope.
1: Oh, okay.
2: For, like, yeah. <laughs> all the long-range shooting you're doing and all the interiors? Like...
0: <laughs> yeah. that That's it. Like, it I—it legitimately just is this... Right? <laughs> it's... Okay. I'm glad this was a mechanic you spent the whole game, like, having.
2: Yeah. What a...
0: And then if you play enough, you can just basically forego this whole
2: mechanic. Yeah, why not just be like, oh, yeah, all your super soldiers got some magic goo protection injection or fucking whatever. Like,
0: Yeah, you got anti-goo boots.
2: Yeah, from the uh, the fucking research team of the uh, multinational fucking rainbow whatever. is.
0: Yeah, strap on your goo stompers and get to work.
2: <laughs> why not just bring a flamethrower? Like, legitimately, why not just bring a flamethrower?
0: I mean, there isn't a, a thing to be said for how undergeared you p- appear to be. Like, why can't I bring two different types of grenades?
2: No. Everyone knows. got fair. When, when you go to the quartermaster, you only get one type of grenade. Can I get a grenade and a claymore? Fuck no. One's technically a mine. <laughs> they both explode, therefore they're both grenades. Okay.
0: <laughs> Can I get a grenade, a drone, and body armor? Absolutely not. Okay, but why wouldn't you give everyone body armor all the
1: time? Oh, my God, right?
2: (laughs) Well, what good is the body armor doing? Only one type of the enemy shoots at you.
1: Oh, also, why (laughs) wouldn't you give everybody a magical EpiPen that can get you back up again?
2: Yeah, it takes up so much space. And their, uh, (laughs) like, vests that they're all wearing that they could just jam one into?
0: Yeah, they're they're like... Uh Full military vest that yeah. has like
2: a million pockets
0: that are just empty apparently. Yep.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't have the budget. Well, to no, pay. no, no, Jason. It's filled with snacks. All yeah. right. Mm. My boy Fuse. He needs like little like mozzarella bites in one pocket. Maybe some tater tots in the other. It's kind of as this hot sauce down there. Is and it just, like just just uh, sprinkles in one?
2: Hot sauce packets are just like a pocket filled with hot sauce.
1: Oh, you know which one. <laughs>
2: I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> da. One of the tiny glass bottles of Tabasco. No, I just want like one of the like bottom vest pockets just filled with salsa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just imagine like like a, a
2: camelback type like pouch just like full of hot sauce. Oh,
1: <laughs> Man, Take I was... a
2: bite, slurp some hot sauce. <laughs> I was thinking for dips, not just <laughs> not just do Tabasco shots. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, as a, like, <laughs> <laughs> aliens versus the world,
2: boy, howdy, do you come in unprepared. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, I brought up the budget, because it's something they say, like, between rounds. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll have the budget for something. But why? What do you mean budget? How is there a budgetary concern? Right. You
0: reach, like, if sometimes when you get to the third stage and you extract, one of the things they say, great work. Hopefully this will give us an increased budget for next time. And you just got to wonder. Aliens are attempting to destroy the world. You are a multinational group of super soldiers.
1: How do you not have the budget for literally anything you want? Yeah. I feel I feel like this tells us something about Ubisoft. <laughs> what it is, I could not say. Draw uh, your own conclusions.
2: <laughs> it's not our corporate overlords don't understand what like the greater good would mean. <laughs>
1: What is the cost of a paramilitary (laughs) police force? Two bananas? Fifteen, sixty (laughs) thousand. Look, they might be trying to save the world, but
0: if I'm not selling them these bullets still, how am I supposed to live?
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Uh. That's it. That's an episode I, like, I'm going to start
0: because I don't know what to tell you. I uh, I am so glad it came on Game Pass very quickly because uh, they saw the writing on the wall when they released it. Oh, people don't like this. Uh, but what if you just had it? And it was like, oh, cool. Because, you know, we have Game Pass. I was like, great. I don't have to pay for it because $40 is absurd yeah. for a game that very quickly overstayed its welcome. Uh, <laughs> again, any game you're playing with friends is increases how much fun you can have with it but still by the time we finished i wasn't having fun i like when we finished a mission and we had to sit there a moment and ask okay so what do you want to do next because it's not like there's a next mission to do it's not a linear progression you're just trying to get these achievements so it's like well did you finish your achievements for that level no well we can just run it again like when you finish a level and you just have this ambivalent like what do we do now? Play more of this game? That's not good. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Like it's it's not good.
1: Elsa? Um, sure. I'm gonna be probably real kind on this compared to you guys, but I would recommend this game if you're a fan of Siege. You already have Game Pass, so you can play it for free. And Jason didn't bring up really how um, intransigent they are about getting this game off of Game Pass nowhere on game pass is it like advertised you have to like go through ubisoft's like other launcher and connect your game pass to it and you have to know what you're doing and it took me a whole thing to figure this shit out but if you have game pass and you're a fan of siege and you have a group to play with and you're kind of sick of the toxicity of siege um you know it's it's fun to dive into the old mechanics of the game uh siege is a really good shooter um it feels good it's probably one of my favorite shooters that isn't made by Bungie, so there it's got that going for it but um the grind is terrible um it's it's totally soulless as jason might have mentioned and um as pretty as it is uh it's not going to hold your attention for more than five ten hours i have to jump
0: back in because you reminded me uh you launch this game through Uplay, so I'm doubling down on don't play it. <laughs> Fuck Uplay <laughs> and your goddamn garbage
2: launcher. Hey, at least it's not Bethesda's launcher.
0: <laughs> well, that one actively tried to break my PC. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, else I agree with you. I think that if you're a fan of Siege, that you will like this game. Jason, though, man... It's not often that we like, especially the three of us will play a game together, you know, and and as we're playing through something and just like the bullshitting and a game where like it's tactic focused and it requires more like more focus on our part and paying attention how that can be really good. Like we had some really good times. uh, Let's say Destiny 2 were like running the dungeons It's like we were trying to figure shit out where we, we had that same sort of tension as we're trying to work our way through it. And then we got it. And then it was just fucking boring. And even with the three of us playing, it was fucking boring. Like, cause it got to where like we weren't even bullshitting. We we're all just like, uh, I guess I didn't fucking ping enough grunts that last one. Run it again. My thing is, I would definitely recommend this game if it was released like it should be—a five or ten dollar add-on for Siege, not a forty dollar standalone. Mm, yeah, forty bucks for this for just Siege point five, like. Where do you get the balls? And I know, uh, you know, it's just corporate greed. Like, hey, somebody spent tens of minutes porting the A's assets over. And we had some, like, fucking goopy boys from some other shit we were going to do. Just damn them shits in there. And we'll fucking charge some money for it. Like, that's a full price game, right? And then someone was like, no, you can't charge full price for that. They're like, fuck it. We'll do 40. Like, no, I, I can't say that I recommend it because it's it's boring. And that's that's the worst thing a game can be. I will take bad all day long as long as it's not boring. And I don't think this game is bad. Like the, the shooting feels right. Like, you, like it's it's siege gunplay and siege feels pretty good. I got TTK TDD's real fucking quick, which means I don't get to rush like I want to. But, uh, no, no, skip it. All right, what do we do now?
0: Well, now we answer letters from listeners like you, uh. <laughs> Radio Silence, like you.
1: It's me, Radio Silence. Shit, I killed the bit.
0: So this question comes to us. It's got got two parts. Well, it's two separate questions. Uh, And the email is quite short. It is two questions. Why do you guys do this to yourselves? Uh, And that's like, (laughs) cuz? Sadism.
1: Yeah, I don't particularly like myself much. Oh, shit, that's too much of a downer. Um,
0: (laughs) No, you're good. See, I'll bring it back. I'm great with myself. This is a
2: challenge to myself, and I hate Jake, so I get to watch him (laughs) suffer at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it took me a while to get there, but I like me, and I just need this to bring me back down. (laughs) Plus, if Jason gets to watch me suffer.
1: (laughs) I am a fan of watching Jake suffer. It's true. We all like that. Um, but also, like, I don't know. I like MST3K and I like, you know, I came up in an internet era of like scathing takedowns of stuff and just there is some amusement to be had and just enjoyment to be had. Like Jake has said in the past, uh, the group therapy of like experiencing an awful thing and just bullshitting about it.
0: Yeah. it Like, as well as uh, for me, and I've said this I think several times now. Just like actually making a thing like for other people, and you know, we are still not big, but we, there
2: are people who enjoy what we do and like listening, and that's Weird. cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, no, that Elsa, like you, you said what I was gonna say. Yeah, like it's uh, it's the it's the group, like it's it's our book club. And, uh, like, even if the book club for that month is a bad book, like, the fun you have is when you get to talk about it at the end. Like, this this is it. I mean, sometimes we play some shit that's fun, you know. That's always good. I wish it happened more often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's great because I know our schedule, and, like, that's not a thing.
2: (laughs) That's not us this year. Uh,
0: All right. And the second question, if you had an imaginary friend... What would their name be? What would
2: they do? And how would you communicate with them? George Spigot—he's the devil. And if anybody gets that <laughs> reference, please write in. <laughs> that's that's a no from me, dog.
1: I put all my imaginary friends to page and then torture them and then sell those as books.
0: You write books?
1: I dabble. Wait, really? No, both my <laughs> novels were ghostwritten, and just stuck my name on them. You didn't even use your name. <laughs> that's true i had stuck my pen name on him what am i even doing
0: i don't know like i you see it in like media and stuff but i never had imaginary friends like growing up i you know i think that's part of the i had a lot of a lot i had three siblings so like yeah
1: it's a lot of siblings for most people
0: yeah there were always like people around like i wanted to play there were people to play with so like i don't know I never had an imaginary friend.
1: Kid fucked orphans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, uh I uh would claim a large extended family, so there was always a shit ton between uh siblings and like cousins. Like I'd, I never I didn't have a, an imaginary friend growing up. But like yeah, I always no. talked to myself, so like it was just kind of like aimlessly. Me so, neither. Like,
1: it played no. a bunch of like uh you know, <laughs> nope,
2: lost it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, I don't know, if I get to pick my own imaginary friend, uh, their name's going to be Bluetox? What do they do? Um, They know timble crimps. They They fight aliens? (laughs) They eat fire?
2: How will I communicate with them? Charades? Uh, Okay, if I'm making one up, uh, her name's going to be Eleanor? Eleanor? She's the woman that died here in the 60s and lives in my closet, and we only communicate through notes that are passed underneath of it so long as the door is closed.
1: Oh, I like that. Um, My imaginary friend is Skeksufax, the gold dragon, and they live in London, and we only communicate through jury summons. (laughs) What do you want from me?
0: No, that's about it. So yeah, if you uh, if you listening thought that was worthwhile, and you have anything <laughs> you want us to talk about here on this podcast, email thebadgamecast at gmail The bad gamecast. We're also on Twitter, Twitch. We stream roughly Monday through Thursday. There's a YouTube page, a subreddit, a Discord. All of it. The bad gamecast. Look for that on social media. We also have a Patreon. If you feel like supporting this nonsense. Uh, Big thank you. Big shout out to all the patrons. Yes, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are the fucking bestest. Love you. You're the grease under our wings.
1: Doesn't that, like, make birds not fly? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what they lack in flight they make up for in friability.
1: Anyway, you can sizzle, find sizzle, me on Twitter at uh, FreyaVaust. Cut Jake off on that bullshit. I... <laughs> 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 You might have heard that I wrote a few books. The Burke Misadventures, B-U-R-K-E, Misadventures. If you want to listen to some madcap urban fantasy adventures with a pair of disaster siblings, you know, give it a listen or a read because it's out on audiobook too. Dang,
2: you're getting good at that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jake occasionally i
2: on there. Don't shake your head. I It's like, it's not like Reddit, right? Like I just lurk. I don't really ever post to Twitter because Twitter is also a garbage place. Yeah. Social media was a mistake. (laughs) You're not wrong. (sighs) Well, for the bad game cast, I've been a pulsating alien pod. I'm an angry Russian in a demolition suit. And
1: I'm Todd Campbell. (laughs) Good night,
2: everybody! And now we're still talking. Here it is. I had an argument with the oldest child about uh, the luck dragon from uh, the Neverending Story. Short. I forget what dumb shit they said his name was. It's, like, it's fucking. It's Falcor. It's fucking Falcor. You know that it's Falcor. I'm not sure if like they were just trying to fuck with me or not. Maybe. Maybe. Terry Clay. <laughs> Isn't that guy a cobbler?
1: Tristan Coker. Thomas Coffin.
2: Like no that's
1: alan colbeck (laughs) tyrell colgate taj colvin (laughs) titan canlan (laughs) not coming with me on this are you (laughs) Uh, i was
0: looking up because i talked about nhl players earlier i was gonna try to find some that actually have that as their initials
2: oh titus cosgrove solid ty conklin